Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. I love traveling with our family. It's a highlight for me to have the opportunity to travel uh, just wherever it might be. It could be to downtown Cincinnati. It could be to uh, across the state or much farther than that. I, I enjoy the opportunity to travel, especially with our family. And there's nothing like that excitement, especially we have three girls, 14, 12, and nine. And the excitement that they have about traveling and, you know, when you're getting ready to leave somewhere and go somewhere, it's that promise of a destination somewhere other than here, right? There's a destination that you're so excited about. And what I, I, I'm learning, and some of you hacked the system a long time ago, but I'm learning you can, you can really leverage that excitement. To travel. I mean, you get more chores done, you get more things done around the house because you've told your kids that unless you do this, we're not going, we're not leaving. And so you just, you just, you know you're leaving, but you leverage that to some degree. But trips are an amazing thing. There's just something about that excitement. Anybody been on a trip recently? Maybe it wasn't an exciting trip, but if you've been on vacation or you went anywhere, just that excitement. If you drive, get in the car, you got your drink. I, I got a routine about my drinks and my snacks. I got to have pork rinds and gummy bears and chocolate-covered pretzels always available. Unsweet tea, bottles and bottles of unsweet tea. Just re- And I'm just excited. I'm just happy. I don't care where we're going. I'm just happy we're traveling some somewhere. But trips start off, they're so great. They're so wonderful. Everyone has their carry-on. Everybody's got their, their activity, their device, right? Everybody's got a device. They got the headphones, their snacks, their games. We're ready to roll. But then there's that moment. There's that moment in every trip from point A to point B that happens no matter how exciting you, it is to leave and you get on the road and no, no matter where you're going, we could be on our way to Disney World. It doesn't matter. It happens in the trip. And it, it's just like the wheels start falling off. Things start happening. People's devices start breaking down and oh my Lord. You know, we, we make them wear their earphones in on trips, and then somehow somebody takes their earphones out, and so you hear whatever they're watching or listening to, and then you're yelling back to turn it down, turn it off, and the wheels just fall off, and it's chaos. And people melt down, people cry. The question, the question just like starts simmering Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I mean, we could be going to Westchester, and we pull out of the driveway, and are we there yet? It's what I would call a place between. We've all been on those trips. You got point A, 
you got point B, and then there's a place between. And I want to talk just a few moments on this place between. Many of us have had these moments with God where we said yes to the destination. We've said yes to God. We got on the train. We got on the bus, and we said, God, I'll go. You maybe came to a service one time, and you can reflect on that moment when you said yes, or, or, or maybe you were at home, maybe you were watching online, and maybe some of you watching online experienced that, where there was just this moment where you said, you know what, I'm, I'm getting on this journey. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to experience all that God has for me. For some, maybe it was a, I've heard of people at maybe a Christian concert where they, they have a definitive moment, or maybe they were at a crusade somewhere and they stepped forward, or they were a, as a child in a service where somebody made an altar call and, and you stepped forward and you said, yes, I'm going. I'm going because I believe that there is a place for me with God, where there's no more fear and that it's full of power and there's no shame and there's no guilt. It's a place of love. It's a place of joy. It's a place of peace. And I want to go there. Anybody make that decision where you, you hopped on the plane and you got in the bus and you said, you know what? I want to go because there were some promises that laid ahead. There were some things that laid ahead that said, I want to get there. I, I, I'm not just satisfied with where I'm at. I see something that I want to get to. And can I tell you today, that's right. That's where we need to be. If you haven't made that decision, if you haven't gotten on the bus, or you haven't made the decision to turn your life completely to the Lord, I'll tell you, it's the right decision. It's a great decision. I wonder if anybody still feels like it was the best decision you ever made to surrender your heart to the Lord. And in the Old Testament, God's people called it the promised land. A place that God had prepared for his people. A place that spoke of God's provision. A place marked by God's glory. A place that was full of promise. They called it the promised land. Because when they stepped out of Egypt, they said, there's a place we want to go. It's not here. It's not under the hand of the oppressor. But it's out there. And it's a place that God literally prepared for me. And in the New Testament, Jesus said this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or many dwellings. And if it were not so, I would have told you. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Now that's awesome. Jesus Christ is preparing a place for us. And he said, if I go, I prepare and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I've got a destination for you. And if you'll go there, I've got a place prepared for you. It's a promised land. You have a promised land. I have a promised land that God handcrafted for me. Oh, that's awesome. 
There's a place that God has prepared. And John would describe it when he saw this, and he wrote it down in the book of Revelation. He said, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, be prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And what does he say about this place prepared, this promised land? And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death. No more sorrow, no more crying. There will be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. I love the hope that's in there. I love the destination that is being broadcast here, that there is a place where there's no more sorrow, there's no more shame, there's no more fear, there's no more pain. And Jesus would be our hope to experience all of that. He said, where I go, you can go too. And this promise of eternal life, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. You realize God's prepared something amazing for you. I don't know if you like nature. I like to go out in nature. I like to, to take pictures of things and and uh, Kristen loves that about me. She thinks that's awesome, that I love birds and things. She thinks that's really awesome. <clears throat> Sorry, that was just my love towards her. But I love nature, and I, it, it's amazing. We come across things, and we see things, and and I love to uh, scuba dive, and you go under the ocean, and you see things that you've never seen before. But eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared on the other side. You think it's beautiful here. You think it's amazing here, the, the nature and all of that. It, has, it doesn't even compare to the new heaven and the new earth. That's what we need to believe today. There is a promise. There is a promised land for us. And if you haven't started the journey, if you haven't stepped out and said, I'll follow Jesus, let me encourage you today. It's worth it. Get on the bus because we're all headed to eternity. Anyone have heaven in your view? Heaven. In your view, I've got a destination in my view. There's some people who have gone before us that make it a little bit sweeter, but I've got heaven in my view. I've got a destination that I'm headed towards. Just like these trips with my family, our journey with Christ includes this little thing. This little place called a place between. A place between. It's not the beginning and it's not the end, but it's this place between. And it's where questions emerge. It's where frustrations mount. 
It's where time seems to stand still. It's where people get on our nerves. It's where hope slips out of you. It's where the question emerges, are we there yet? It's a place between. In the Old Testament, as they escaped Egypt and they headed towards the promised land, they found themselves in a place between. Exodus 16 tells us about it. They journeyed from Elam and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of sin, which is between. It's between Elam and Sinai. They came to this place between on the 15th day of the second month after they had departed Egypt. They had started on the journey, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, how exciting that would have been to realize that, that the, the, the Pharaoh and all his army were drowned in the sea, and they were starting on that destination, but they came to a place between. And so the next verse tells us, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You see, it's this place between that we're prone to complain. Between is where we're prone to lose faith. Between is where we are vulnerable to get discouraged. It's between where we can get frustrated and, and allow things to bother us. It's between that we find ourselves starting to remember our past in a more glamorous light. There's something about a place between. It sets us up to be frustrated because I know there's a destination. I know there's a promised land. But the excitement of starting the journey starts to wear off. And this place between becomes a place where if we're not careful, we can find ourselves losing hope. And I felt the nudge of the Spirit saying that some of you may be on the verge of abandoning your faith because you're in a place between. Some of you are thinking about leaving the journey altogether because you can't see exactly where it's going and leading. Some of you are contemplating disconnecting from the body of Christ, and might I be a little bit more specific, disconnecting from the Calvary Church because the pressure and requirements don't seem to add value, and it's this place between. It's this place where the passion isn't as fervent. Where the path isn't as bright and the promise isn't as clear. Here's what I want us to realize today. That the promises of God always come with a place between. The promises of God always come with a place between. And it's how you handle the place between that allows and ultimately determines whether or not we experience the full measure of his promise. How are you handling a place between? You see, Jesus was born as a promised child. 
He had this promise over his life. But before he ever started his ministry, he had to live in a place between. 30 years spent just living life, knowing there was a ministry, knowing there was a promise, knowing there was a fulfillment. But for 30 years, he just lived. He walked. He waited. He worked. He trusted. And then that place between got a little bit darker. And Jesus was led into the wilderness and he was tempted. He ultimately was able to overcome. And he was thrust into a place of promise. And he was baptized and he began his ministry with turning water into wine. He saw incredible miracles and he began to taught. It was an amazing thing as the promise was fulfilled. But then again, he finds himself in a place between He finds himself in a place between when he's in a garden wrestling alone with God and no one's there. The promise is still ahead, but he's in a place between wishing, praying that not his will be done. A place between, a place that only gets darker as he's led to the cross, as he led to the place of the skull, as he's led and hung and nailed on that rugged tree and he is left to die. And when he is buried in the ground, it seems to be the end. Three days and three nights in the ground alone, as we talked about last week, only proves that the grave was really just a place between. It was just a place between and not the final destination. And we're thankful we celebrate today that Jesus resurrected. It was a promise fulfilled, an amazing thing that happened that he is resurrected from the grave and hope is restored and he begins to show himself to his disciples. But then again, when he resurrects, guess what? There's another place between because there's 40 days between the time he resurrected and the time he ascends. It's this place between. Ultimately, he decides and he knows it's time to ascend into heaven. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, we read that being assembled together with them, those disciples, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Everyone say, wait which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. In other words, there's gonna be an incredible moment here, and I'm gonna ascend into heaven. But let me tell you, when I ascend, that's not the destination. There's another place between. And that place of between requires you to do something with your faith. It requires you to make a decision. What are you gonna do while you wait for the promise? What are you gonna do while you wait for all of God's fullness to be revealed and fulfilled in your life? And Jesus said, wait. Wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father. And therefore, and and I love Acts chapter 1, verse 6. I love this passage maybe because I relate to it a little bit. Acts chapter 1. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom 
to Israel. I love this question. He had just told them to wait. And they ask, are we there yet? Now wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. Okay, is this it? Are we there? Do we, do we have it? And he said, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. He said, but let me tell you something. That when you receive the promise of the Father, that's not the end. That there's another place between. Between me coming back. And he said, I'm going to give you something to help you in the place between. And you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he said, he said this because I'm going to make you witnesses, not just in Jerusalem. You got to wait in Jerusalem, but I'm going to make you witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Because there's a place between. It's a place between that you and I are living in as well. And he said, I'm going to give you help. But what I love about this passage, right before or after he ascends into heaven, after he ascends into heaven and he tells them, wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high, until you receive the promise of the Father, says this, that when he ascended in Luke chapter 24, that they worshiped him and they returned to Jerusalem where he told them to wait with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Praising and blessing God. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt and they were in their place between, they started complaining. I I can't see the promise. I'm not seeing it. I'm not sure what's going on. So they started complaining. But these disciples... While they were waiting for the promise, while they were waiting for what was coming, they didn't complain. No, they gathered together and they began to worship and praise God. And I want to tell you today, you and I have a choice in what we do in a place between. When we don't see the fulfillment of what God is doing around us, when we don't see God's handiwork everywhere, when we're just in a place between, we have a choice. You can complain, you can get bitter, you can get frustrated, you can get angry, you can do all of that, or you can just worship and praise God and know that he's the God who is a God who takes us through a place between. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I don't know if you feel that way, if you've ever felt that way, but I have and I do. There's times in my life where I feel like I'm in between. I'm in between something that's great that I started and something that's amazing waiting for me. And I would tell you today that probably most of your Christian journey is going to be lived in a place between. Most of your Christian journey is not going to be amazing starting points and amazing finishes right after another. This and that, this and that. No, it's going to be a thrust, a beginning, and then a waiting. And then a waiting. And then a fulfillment of God's promises followed by another beginning and followed by another place of waiting. A place between. 
I'm thankful today for an amazing church and a multi-generational church. I'm thankful for our elders today who exemplify what it means to walk in a place between. And specifically today, I'm glad he's here. I'm glad Brother Huey Prophet is here today. He's an amazing man. He's a founding member of this church. 90 years old, young. I shook his hand last Sunday, and I about buckled. Got a strong handshake at 90. Amazing man. And I thought of you, Brother Huey, when I was thinking about this message. Somebody who's seen the beginning of this church. You've seen a lot of things in this church. You were there in the Blue Ash building when people gathered in a boarded up building on a cold December day in 1968. Brother Huey was there in 1968. He was there. And in 1972, he was there at the Kemper Road Church as the church rejoiced and purchased and walked into a building across from the UDF in Springdale. He was there when the church celebrated the purchase of this property. And he stood and guided the construction and opening of this building in September of 1999. Brother Huey was there and voiced his support as a board of director in 2017 and encouraged us to purchase the building across the street and the property across the street, the Bishop Center. And what I love about Brother Huey's life, he has walked from point A to point B on many occasions with the Calvary Church. He's walked with us through some tough times. But I guarantee you that with every beginning and every promise fulfilled when we walked into a new place and a new destiny, that he would say, and he would probably be able to articulate it better than I could, that there were some between moments. From 1968 to 1972, There was a between moment where there were some services probably that didn't go as well as we would have liked. There were maybe some people who got discouraged during that time period. But I look at somebody like Brother Huey who just kept walking. It was a place between. He had started in 1968, but 1972 was the fulfillment of a, a, of a promise, but he just walked through that time period. And from 1972 to 1999 as we worshiped in a building across uh, just a a few miles from here, Brother Huey would have just kept walking. He watched people get discouraged. He watched when times and finances were tight and people got disgruntled and opposition came. And when it seemed like we were treading water, I just see Brother Huey as a man who just kept walking, just kept believing, just kept trusting just kept giving, just kept working, just kept serving because he understood something, that the real fulfillment of a promise doesn't come unless you're willing to walk in a place between, unless you can walk in in times where you don't see all the promises and you don't see all the fulfillment. You just have to keep walking. And Brother Huey, today I'm blessed because I know That not only for the Calvary Church, you've stood in a place between. You've held 
leadership up. You've prayed for leadership. You've prayed for people. But I know in your own personal life, you face some places between. You face some difficulty in your life. And even now, you're walking in a place between where there's a promise on the horizon. It's not what you want it to be right now. But I'm always blessed when I talk to you on the phone or when I have a conversation with you because you always tell me, Brother Ellis, we trust God. We just trust God. We just trust God. It's not what we want, but we just put it in God's hands. That's how you walk in a place between. Thank you, Brother Huey. Thank you, elders of the Calvary Church, for walking in a place between. Would you appreciate our elders today? Would you stand with me this morning? Some of you are living in a place between. You're not where you once were, but you're not where you feel like you should be, or maybe you even thought you would be. God is speaking today, saying, I see you in the place between. I see you in the place that doesn't look like fruitfulness. I see you in the place that doesn't look like it's prosperous. But you're still on the right road. You're walking the right path. And don't quit now. Calvary, our church is in a place between. Specifically with the Bishop Center, we're in a place between. We had a beginning, we had a purchase. We know there's a future for that building, but we're in a place between, so what are we gonna do? It's what our elders did. You just keep giving, you just keep serving, you just keep believing, you just keep praying, you just keep working. Calvary Church in the city of Oxford is a vision. It's out there, and we're actively pursuing a property there. But we're in a place between. There's a promise that's out there. There's a hope that's out there. But we're in a place between. And what are we going to do in a place between? We do what our elders did. You just keep serving. You just keep walking. You just keep giving. You just keep praying. You just keep fasting. And when it would be so easy for us when we don't quite see how something's going to be fulfilled, we get discouraged and we get frustrated. Get frustrated with the people we're on the journey with. We get frustrated with the people we're in the van with. Start turning inward. Anybody ever done that on a trip? Your kids ever just started fighting? And you're like, what is this? I love Bishop Pasley I, his famous saying when Kristen was a kid. They'd be riding in the car with Bishop Pasley I. And Queen Mother had four daughters and has four beautiful daughters. Wonderful people. But as kids, they fought, so they say. 
And Bishop Pasley, he would say, fight you devils. I hate peace. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes. Even in church, in a place between. What about this? What about that? Where's this? What are we doing here? Where are we going here? What? Fair questions. But don't let it discourage you. Because we're still going to keep walking for the promises of God. We're going to keep reaching for it. And God has promises for you in your life. God has promises for you in your life. And don't get discouraged by a place between. Don't let a place between rob you of what God is crafting and molding you to be. Because we can be the children of Israel and complain in between Elam and Sinai. We can complain. And it always sets us up to miss the real promise. Or we can be like those disciples when Jesus ascended. I, I, I don't know what's next. I don't know exactly the timing. But he said, wait in Jerusalem. And so I'm going to wait. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to worship. While I'm waiting, while I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm in the place that I think I'm supposed to be. I can't see it. I'm just going to worship. And some of you need to do that today. You're in a place between and you just need to worship. You need to forget about trying to fix it and make it all happen. Pentecost will come. Pentecost will happen. But you just need to worship and say, God, I trust you in a place between. I leave you with this passage in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Paul said this, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected. Anybody feel that way? No, Kristen thinks I'm perfect, but I don't feel that way most days. I have al- I, I have al- not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected. There he goes, shows I'm not perfect. But I press on. I press on. I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press, I press. That's what God's calling us today, to press, to keep pressing into what he has for us. I wanna pray for you in this moment. Some of you need to press into this place between. God's forming something in you. God's forming something in you. God, I pray right now. I pray right now. God, for those who maybe feel a little bit discouraged, Lord, by what they see or don't see in front of them. God, they started the journey. They started at point A with such vigor and such hope and such passion. But Lord, as they journeyed and the the way got a little dark and the way wasn't as clear, Lord, all of a sudden, Things didn't feel the way they felt when they started. And Lord, they wondered if your promise uh, was still true, if your promise uh, was still available for them, if your, your hope was still there. But today, you sent me to tell them, Lord, that there is a place between and that you are walking with them. You are walking with them just as you were at the beginning of their journey and just as you have prepared a place for them. God, you're just as much in a place between as you are in the fulfillment or the beginning. Oh, God, I pray, I pray someone would surrender their hearts to you today. Someone would say, God, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to do what you want me to do. Oh, God, 
we surrender today. I wonder if you'd step out of your pew today. I wonder if you'd just step out as a, as a demonstration of your faith today, saying, God, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep walking. Just like our elders did, Lord, they came every Sunday. They kept praying. They kept worshiping. They kept giving. They kept living their life, kept reading their Bible, kept fasting. Lord, you're calling us to that today. Oh, God, you've got promises beyond what we can even imagine. There are promises in this room for some of you that you cannot even imagine. Don't stop now. Don't give up now. Don't give up now. Don't give up now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.